Hello, King's Church London. Um, my name is Ben Lindsay. I am CEO of a charity called Power to Fight. I am also author of a book called We Need to Talk About Race, Understanding the Black Experience in White Majority Churches. But more importantly, I am an ex King's Church London member. Um, I've got a lot of love for you guys. The history I've got here is very rich. Uh, my wife and I were, were saved here in, back in 2000. We were both baptised on the same day, 2001. We were married here, uh, spent a lot of great time here, great friends, great memories. So it's a real privilege to be able to come and speak to you guys today. What we're going to talk about today is something which has been on my heart for uh, the last few months. How do we choose hope? in the context of so much uh, pain and suffering in, in the world? How do we choose hope? How do we respond to times of hardship? And to do that, I'm gonna unpack uh, maybe a little bit of a random story in, in the Bible uh, from 2 Chronicles 20 around the story of a guy called King Jehoshaphat. Yeah, it's an Old Testament story and his story is brilliant because it shows how actually in times of difficulty, in times of hardship, how he chose hope in those circumstances. What I'm going to do is just go through the story. It's quite a, a, a long chapter, so I won't go line for line, but I'm just going to go through the story. Um, but before we get into chapter 20, I just need to give you a little bit of history from chapter 19 in 2 Chronicles. So what you've got is this guy, King Jehoshaphat, and uh, he's the king of Judah. And he allies with a guy called Ahab, who is the king of Israel. And Ahab, he's one of these guys who just wants to go to war. He, he, he likes war. So he, he goes to Jehoshaphat and says, listen, I want to go to war against Ramath Gilead. And he wants to do this, but it's, it's against the advice of the prophet Micah. And Micah's like, you know what? I don't think this is a good idea. I don't think that you should really be going to war. He ignores this advice. And as a result, Ahab dies in battle. And God, he's angry with, with, with King Jehoshaphat for even aligning himself with him. Uh, he, he, it, was, it was bad advice. But... What you do see is God's mercy and grace on Jehoshaphat. Even though he went against the advice of God's prophet, God shows mercy and love and grace to King Jehoshaphat. As a result, he appoints wise counsel. And then we come to this scene in chapter 20. And this is probably one of the key verses I want us just to hold on to. This is from 2 Chronicles 20, uh, verses 2 and 4. And it says this. Some men came and told Jehoshaphat, a great multitude is coming against you from Edom, from beyond the sea, and behold, they are in Hazon Tamar. Then Jehoshaphat was afraid and set his face to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. And Judah assembled to seek help from the Lord. 
From all the cities of Judah they came to seek the Lord. The, the key line for me when I was reading this, and I was reading this at the start of the year, and the key line in, in these verses you just read is this. A great multitude is coming against you. God says this to, to King Jehoshaphat. And it, and it got me thinking that, particularly in the last year with COVID-19, the coronavirus, and everything which comes from that, disease, um, maybe you've, you've, we've witnessed job loss in your, in your, in your life, uh, the uncertainty that comes with that. Some of you may have lost loved ones to coronavirus and all the pain what comes with that. We've also seen this uh, incredible conversation around Black Lives Matter off the back of the tragic, brutal murder of George Floyd. There feels like there's been so much going on in the last year where it feels very much like a great multitude has come against us. I don't know if that's how you're feeling, but definitely for me, it's felt like that. I suppose what it showed me when I started reading through the, this chapter that it's actually okay to be afraid. It's okay to be like, oh gosh, what's going on? It's okay to come to God and ask what how do I handle this? This is, as we go through this, this story, you'll see Jehoshaphat questioning and asking and asking God what's happening. It's okay. But if, what's more important is what happens next. In the fear, in the uncertainty, what happens next? And the encouragement today is to choose hope. As it says in these verses we just read, to seek help from the Lord. We choose hope by seeking help from the Lord. So what I want to do is just go through six points, six things I've seen in, the, in this chapter of 2 Chronicles, uh, chapter 20, which points us to hope in hard times. Um, and I just want to pray before we get into it uh, and ask the Holy Spirit to, to help us. So Heavenly Father, thank you for this incredible opportunity to be able to speak to my, my brothers and sisters at King's Church London and beyond. I pray that in this time of uncertainty, uh, difficulty, pain, suffering, that we, filled with your spirit, focusing on you, King Jesus, get to choose hope, that we go beyond giddy optimism, but we choose hope in a, in a time of darkness and pessimism. We, we come to you, we come to the foot of the cross and we ask you for your spirit, King Jesus, to help us to choose hope. Bless us today in your mighty name. Amen. So six ways to choose hope. And as I said, I'm just going to go through uh, chapter 20. My encouragement would be uh, in your own time to, to, to read it and prayerfully just ask God what uh, he is saying to you in this time. But these are just six points. How do you choose hope? So number one, we choose hope by reminding ourselves and reminding God of his blessings in our lives. We choose hope by reminding ourselves and reminding God of his blessings in our lives. 2 Chronicles 20 verse 7 says this. This is Jehoshaphat speaking to God. Do you not, our God, drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and give it forever to the descendants of 
Abraham your friend. This is God, this is Jehoshaphat saying to God, reminding God of the blessings that he has given to the descendants, his, his, his family, the history of Israel. How often do we do that when it gets really, really serious in our lives, when there's real pain and we're suffering and we're asking, God, where are you? Do we remind ourselves of the good things God has done for us? I, I, I find that's sometimes very difficult to do. But if we're going to choose hope, it's a good thing to ground ourselves and remind ourselves of the blessings that God has already given to our friends, to our families, to our circumstances. And it's a reminder that actually God does save, that when we seek God, he is true to his word. So the first thing here is to remind ourselves of how good is God and how good God has been to us in his blessings. The second thing, how do we choose hope in in dark and and terrifying times? We choose hope by crying out to the Lord. 2 Chronicles 20 verse 9 says this. Again, Jehoshaphat talking to God in light of this great multitude coming towards him, this war which is coming towards him. He says this, if disaster comes upon us, the sword, judgment or pestilence or famine we will stand before this house and before you for your name is in this house and cry out to you in our affliction and you will hear and save. That's an incredible promise that we get to cry out to the Lord when there is a real struggle and pain and darkness in our, in our life. What a privilege that we get to cry out to the creator of the universe. He's not an abstract God. He he really does care about the intimate things, the things which no one else sees, our pain and struggles. And here you see Jehoshaphat saying, you know what, I'm going to cry out to you in our affliction. Do we do that? Or do we look left and right? Do we say, God, here's my circumstances. I'm handing them over to you. So that's the second thing. We are to cry out to the Lord. The third way that we can choose hope in dark, uncertain times, is by taking the right counsel, encouragement and wisdom. The right counsel, encouragement and wisdom. 2 Chronicles 20 verses 14 to 15 says this, And the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jahazel, the son of Zechariah, son of Benaiah, son of Jael, son of Mataniah, a Levite of the sons of Asper in the midst of the assembly. And he said, listen, all Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem and King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord to you, do not be afraid and do not be dismayed at this great horde, for the battle is not yours, but God's. This is an incredible verse, because what you've seen, if If you read chapter 19, Jehoshaphat has learned. He's learned that it's best to to talk to wise counsel. He didn't listen to God's prophet and he ended up almost getting himself killed when he went to battle with Ahab in chapter 19. By chapter 20, he's learned his lesson. So he's now listening to Jahazel. Who do we listen to? One of the things I've learned launching a charity. I launched my charity, Powderfy, in 2019. And anyone who knows about charities is that you need to have a board of trustees. 
And those people are people who I'm accountable to. These are the people who looks after our finances and have the right to question, give me wisdom and support. Who does that in your life? Who do you go to? The real danger for anyone, particularly in dark times, is that we can flood ourselves with uh, maybe not such wise counsel. Social media, I mean, my goodness, if you just go on social media at the moment, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, everyone's an expert, aren't they? Everyone's an expert on the coronavirus. Everyone's an expert on injustice. And it's mind-boggling that so many, I didn't realise there were so many scientists out there. It's something we really do need to take on board. Where are we getting our right counsel, encouragement and wisdom? First and foremost, from scripture, through the spirit of the Lord, but who is around us? They, they say, there's a saying, isn't there, that if you look at your last five to 10 texts on your phone, that will give you an idea of who's influencing you. We are to take the right counsel, just like Jehoshaphat has done. Hope you're still with me. We're almost there. We're halfway through. So number four, how do we choose hope? We choose hope by standing firm. 2 Chronicles 20 verse 17 says this. You will not need to fight in this battle. Stand firm. Hold your position and see the salvation of the Lord on your behalf. O Judah and Jerusalem, do not be afraid and do not be dismayed. Tomorrow, go out against them. The Lord will be with you. I love these verses because it talks about how with the big battles in our lives or even the small battles in our lives, we can hand them over to God and say, King Jesus, this is your battle. Fight on my behalf. Petition on my behalf. If I'm honest, there's been times in the last year, particularly around racial injustice, where I felt the burden on me to be like, I've got to sort this out. And I think God's just laughing like, this isn't your battle. I see what you're going through. The battle is mine. All you need to do is stand firm in scripture, stand firm in the word, stand firm in the truth. It's a, it's a beautiful thing to do and, and that peace will come over us. So that's number four, we, we stand firm. Number five, how do we choose hope in, in, this, in this uncertain, rocky, dark world we are in? We are to worship, we are to give praise, we are to proclaim his name to others. We see Jehoshaphat do this in 2 Chronicles 20, verse 18 to 21. Then Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground and all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell down before the Lord, worshipping the Lord and the Levites and the Kohophites and the Kohorites stood up to praise the Lord, the God of Israel with a very loud voice. And they rose early in the morning and went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. And when they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God and you will be established. Believe his prophets and you will succeed. And when he had taken counsel with the people, he appointed those who were to sing to the Lord and praise him in holy attire as they went before the army and say, give thanks to the Lord for his steadfast love endures forever. 
We are to worship the Lord, particularly in dark times, not just when things are good. We are to still worship. We are to get on our knees. We are to be face down and worship him. But also what you see here is Jehoshaphat didn't just do that behind closed doors. He went and proclaimed the name of God to the whole of Israel. In these times, I think there's an incredible opportunity to proclaim the name of King Jesus to our friends and to our neighbours. Remember, as, as believers, we know what our hope rests on. We know where our foundations are, but we're, we're called now more than ever to be his ambassadors and spread and proclaim his name to our friends and neighbours. That's another way we get to choose hope. And then finally, the sixth way that we get to choose hope is by resting in him. 2 Chronicles 20 verse 29 to 30 says this, and the fear of God came on all the kingdoms of the countries when they heard that the Lord had fought against the enemies of Israel. So the realm of Jehoshaphat was quiet for his God gave him rest all round. When I read these verses earlier in the year, I was like, oh my goodness. In the midst of this great multitude coming towards him, God made Jehoshaphat's realm quiet and gave him rest all round. Brothers and sisters, this is my prayer for you that no matter what you're going through, that God makes your realm quiet and he gives you rest all round. We are very fortunate at Power to Fight to uh, be given support and advice through some really good business coaches. And at the start of the year, uh, these business coaches asked me to choose a word which uh, was going to keep me going all year. And their words were very much like excel and strive <laughs> and all the things that you can think of and excellence and things like that. And I thought about it and prayed about it and I read these verses and I was like, you know what, actually my, my word is going to be rest because that's not something I do very well. But I need to get better at resting in the Lord. So that means that my, <laughs> hopefully, that my realm will be quiet, which is very difficult when I've got three children for ha to have a quiet realm. But I think there's something about this inner peace it's inner peace that we seek that God gave Jehoshaphat all year round. There was a, a quote which I, I read recently, um, which said this, sometimes God calms the storm, sometimes he lets the storm rage and he calms you. Either way, we know we have a God who can calm the storm, whether that's calming you, or calming what's around you. So to conclude, if there's an overarching uh, word or sentence which I, I want us to take away, really it is to trust God. Remember the six things which we said, just as a recap, we choose hope by reminding ourselves of, of God and his blessing in our lives. We choose hope by crying out to the Lord on a regular basis. He wants to hear our affliction. We choose hope by taking the right counsel, encouragement and wisdom. Who's in our lives? Is that 
older people, is that younger people, whoever it is, get that accountability. We choose hope by standing firm in his love, his goodness, in his scripture, in his power. We choose hope by worshipping him and giving him praise and proclaiming and evangelising his name to our friends and neighbours. We, we choose hope by resting in him. We are to trust Christ. The world is changing. Lots of things are happening. Circumstances have changed forever, but God's love remains the same and remains strong. His grace towards you, his beloved, remains consistent. It reminds me of Psalm 46 where it says to be still. My prayer is that we can be still in the midst of the storm. I'll finish with this. At the start of the year, uh, my mum, as she often does, sends me sermons for me to listen to. And she sent me one from Charles Spurgeon, which was originally uh, done on January the 6th, 1867. And it was called Good Cheer for the New Year. And there was just a part on it that really spoke to me. I'm just going to read this uh, very quickly. He says this. If you put these things together, intense affection, personal interest, unwearied power. And then if you remember that all this time, God's heart is actuated by unchanging purposes of grace towards you. Surely there will be enough to make you lose yourself in wonder, love and praise. You have sinned in the past of your history, but your sin has never made him love you less because he never looked upon you as you are personally considered nakedly and abstractedly in yourself. But he saw you and loved you in Christ in the eternal purpose, even when you were dead in trespasses and sins. He has seen you in Christ ever since, and he has never ceased to love you. Beloved, please understand and take away that Jesus has not left the building. He's never ceased to stop loving you. The whole uh, story of the Bible is a love story to, to God and his people and what he gave up so we can be in relationship with our Father in heaven. The circumstances are crazy around us at the moment, but God's love and desire for you to prosper in him is still true. What I want us to do as we close is just a moment to reflect. And it said in 2 Chronicles 20 verse 18 that Jehoshaphat fell down before the Lord, worshipping the Lord. He was seeking help from the Lord. Um, after this, what we're going to do is uh, listen to uh, a well-known song, Face Down, by Matt Redman. And it's called Face Down. And part of the, of, of the song goes, and I'll fall face down as your glory shines around. Yes, I'll fall face down as your glory shines around. Um, beloved, I, I want us to fall face down on, on, on this holy ground and, and just ask the Lord just to help us. Let's worship him, let's praise him, let's give him the glory. Let us feel his peace and rest and his power as we, as we do that. So Heavenly Father, I thank you 
that you are consistent. I thank you that you have not disappeared in this time of hardship and darkness. Help us as your people to choose hope. Bless us as we, as we go about our day, as we go about our week. Oh, King Jesus, we love you. We thank you that you've never ceased to stop loving us and that you are still with us, even though there are storms around us. Help us to choose hope. In your mighty name, amen. God bless. Take care.